Welcome to Confident as Fuck, a podcast for moms who want to feel less alone in the shit show of motherhood. I'll share stories, conversations, and real life advice from moms just like you. We'll tackle the hard things. Think of it as a vent session with your bestie over coffee. But more than that, I want this to be a place you can come for inspiration, motivation, and a little kick in the ass to help you on your way to living your full potential. Moms are people too. So get ready for a no BS approach to help you embrace and love yourself as you become your most confident self. If you're a mom who wants more, buckle up, sister. Let's do this. Listen, we all have one. That mean girl in our head that tells us we're not good enough, that we'll never lose the weight or couldn't possibly make the money we want or be as as successful as we'd like. But here's the good news. We don't have to believe her. In fact, we get to shine a light on her and take away her power and start creating a more empowering narrative in our heads. In this episode, I'll be sharing some nerdy science stuff because I totally geek out over our brains and how they work. And especially in this instance, just to help you understand the cycle and why we have such a hard time getting out of it. And it often leads to self-sabotage and also a few really simple steps just to disrupt that cycle of those mean girl thoughts and start turning them into more true growth-minded statements that serve us and our goals and help us become more confident. And if you're like me when I started going through this and you think affirmations are a bunch of woo-woo bullshit, just humor me here and take a listen. Hola, mi comprendes. I don't even know. Is that right? Spanish? I don't know. I just feel like I need to start every episode with a different language greeting. So there you are. <laughs> Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back. I wanted to share a little bit today about negative self-talk and share a few stories and a few ways for you to overcome this because I talked to so many of you who might not name it negative self-talk or self-talk period, which, uh, okay, little sidetrack here. There's a thing called hyperfantasia, I think is what it's called, where you have like a monologue going in your head and like when you're reading a book, you see the story playing out, which is just how I thought it. everyone had it, but apparently not everyone has that. I would love to hear from you. I was having this conversation <laughs> with a coworker and we we're like, yeah, we totally have it. And, and another coworker was like, nope, I don't know. I just read. I don't see anything. I, I, I can watch a movie and not be disappointed because I haven't already made up what the characters look like or what the surroundings <laughs> look like. I'd love to hear from you just as a fun little fact. Do you do you have a monologue going on in your head? Like, are you talking to yourself? And when you read something, are you envisioning something in your head or how someone's talking or how they look? <clears throat> Curious. Let me know over at Shannon Rachel Taylor on Instagram and, and we can chat and talk about this fun little fact. But kind of you know, along those lines, we do have these, these thoughts and these beliefs that tend to come up that don't serve us. A lot of them have been just ingrained from family growing up or culture or maybe a traumatic experience um, or, you know, multiple traumatic experiences, things just happening over and over. 
and these kinds of thoughts get repeated in our brains. And I wanted to start off with a little story other than the the random fact that I just <laughs> let you know about, but it's this old um, kind of parable type story where this young man is with this old wise man and he is telling him how everyone has two wolves inside of them. One wolf is represents kindness and love and joy and success. And the other one represents fear and anger and hate and, and pity and scarcity. And the little boy asks the old man, and these, these wolves, are, are, they're always fighting each other. And the little boy asks the old man, so which one wins? And the old man answers, the one you feed. Let that sink in for a second. This is, it's kind of the same idea. Like what you focus on grows. Whatever the rain falls on will grow. That's an old saying from some ancient script or something. I don't know. I don't have references for you. You're just going to have to trust me on this one. If I figure out where they're from, I'll put them in the show notes. Either way, it's true. It is 100% true, and I can vouch for that fact because I will tell you that a lot of the thoughts that I used to have, and and honestly, we'll talk about this, but I'm not here to tell you you can get rid of those thoughts and you can completely evict the mean girl from your head, but I am telling you, you can tell her to shut the fuck up and you can quiet those voices and they can be background noise and they don't have to dictate the decisions that you make. So one of my biggest ones is I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm just not enough. And the way that I'm going to explain kind of how we can battle that, but it's not, like I said, it's not about completely getting rid of it because that sets the expectation that we can completely abolish it from our brains. So what happens when those thoughts start to creep in? Because inevitably, as you grow, you will come up against challenges. And whenever you're faced with a new challenge, you're going to have those thoughts creep in again. And if you've set the expectation that you're never, you're not supposed to have those thoughts ever, they're bad, and you're, you, you'll never be successful if you have those thoughts that's just going to like make you feel like a failure just because you're having the thought. So I don't want you to think that you're going to get rid of these things completely. What I want you to know is that you can build armor for it, that you can protect yourself from it, that you can be ready for it and be prepared to take it on and not let it dictate your life. Because Okay, here's some actual like science, but negative statements are actually 70% more powerful than positive ones. Think about just in everyday talk and gossip and the news. What gets the most attention? It's all the negative stuff. If you have um, a, a, not an interview, but... Uh, Oh, dear Lord, I can't even think of the word. You know, you talk with your boss and a review and they tell you nine good things and one good thing. Uh, uh, Holy crap, Ola, man, forgive my words or lack thereof. 
you have a review with your boss, out of 10 things, they tell you one negative thing, something that you could improve upon. What do you remember out of that conversation? Everything else was good. There were nine amazing things. Your clients love you. Your coworkers love you. You're super efficient at your job. You're this, you're that. But oh, there's this one little thing that you could probably improve on. I don't know about you, but I focus on that one thing. It can be so hard to forget it. Even now, as I have built a business and put myself out there on social media, it can be super tough to let go of the negative comments. So I know this as I share more on social media, but I know that there are going to be haters and this is some of these tactics I'm going to share with you have helped me through this, but I don't, I could have 50 comments of, you know, support and gratitude and just positivity and one person comments some douchebaggy thing and I'm like, I suck. I'm never going to show up again. I'm awful. Why did I even do that? That person hates me. Everyone hates me. I'm going to just crawl up in a hole and stay there. (laughs) It's, it's human nature. So it's okay. I don't want you to be hard on yourself for having those thoughts, but I want you to realize that you have the power to switch them around and to use them to help you. So we know that these negative thoughts are more likely to replay over and over and over in our head. And then a lot of times this ripple effect happens and these thoughts eventually become our beliefs. And there's this whole kind of feedback and and waterfall that happens. What do you, all I can think of is a decision tree. But You have this negative thought, it's on repeat, it becomes a belief. You take action based on your beliefs. So if those beliefs are that you're awful and you're never going to lose the weight and you'll never stick to anything, you will consciously or subconsciously behave in a way that proves your brain right. It's called confirmation bias and it's so incredibly powerful either way you look at it. So it's when we look for things in our physical world that confirm the beliefs in our head. So think about like when you bought a car before and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Even though you'd never seen it, you'd never really paid attention. It's not because it's never been there. It's because our brains have this part of them. It's called the reticular reticular activating system. And it's responsible for filtering all of the information that comes at us at any given time. There's a shit ton of stuff coming at us, especially now with our phones and the internet and oh, kids and oh, all of the things. There is not any way possible that we can focus on every single bit of information. So our brains pick and choose the things that we have taught it is important. So those beliefs that are continuing to go on repeat, they're just playing in a loop over and over again. We're, our brains are going to find things that confirm that. So how about this example? I share this with my PCA. This is one of the lessons in PCA and Project Confidence Academy. And we go through and, and we like really dig deeper into this, but these are the kind of the basic topics that I share, but I share this example. So If you are constantly telling yourself that 
that you can't control yourself around sweets. This was one of mine also. You might try to completely avoid the dessert table, especially now it's the holidays. You're just going to, no, I'm not going to have anything. And you might even be successful in doing that, you know, at this party or that party or at work one day. But without some solid mindset work to become more aware, I'm going to bet that you've probably experienced the, oh, ate a whole pan of brownies because I deprived myself for so long. And see, I can't control myself around sweets. So you start that cycle all over again. And this is why I hear, tell me if you've said this before, that you know exactly what you want to do and how to do it, but you always end up self-sabotaging. You always end up doing something to screw it all up because deep down, there's this satisfaction that comes with proving those beliefs right, even if they don't necessarily serve you or your goals. It's kind of like this, I told you so complex. Your brain just wants to be right. So it's going to find things and it's going to have you acting in ways that confirm those beliefs. So at the end of the day, our heads don't really know the difference between truth and lies. It just believes what we tell it. So the good news here is that we get to choose what we tell it. Now, you've probably heard of affirmations, have you? Yeah, thought so. So I will be honest, I thought affirmations were total woo-woo bullshit when I first saw them. I was like, I am not a millionaire and living in my dream body and always happy all like I I just I couldn't buy into it but I started consuming more of what I wanted so start looking for things that you desire start reading things that make you feel good that give you hope that share a vision with you because the more positivity we put into our heads the less room there is for the negative We're feeding that positive wolf inside of us. We're watering the grass on the good side. We are fueling and focusing on the positive. So that will be what grows. So we're going to crowd out our mean girl, whatever you name her, negative Nancy or Debbie Downer. And we're going to replace her with the more positive, self-serving, goal-serving, love-based, success-based, happiness-based, joy-based things. So with affirmations, it really starts with being proactive. So this is like, it's like your practice. It's like the regular season games. We're in, we're in football. So we watch a lot of football. It's the regular season games. Like you might feel a little rusty at first. It might feel like you need to really find your groove. It feels a little bit unnatural. But reading and speaking statements to yourself on a daily basis that are not just positive, but true statements, things that you could really grasp, things that you could truly believe. Because if you are telling yourself, I am a millionaire living in a chateau in France with, you know, whatever, whatever it is you desire, (laughs) that's a little bit harder to believe than I'm doing my best which is 
legit one of my affirmations. So the key is really creating affirmations that truly serve you and not to necessarily make them the most positive thing you've ever spoken, but just a true believable statement. Your brain is not stupid. Yeah, like it knows its stuff. Do you think after years of telling yourself that you're not enough or could never look like that or can't get your shit together, that it will believe you the first time you tell it that you're this amazing unicorn full of joy and glitter busting out of your ass and you have everything you want in life? No, we're smarter than that. And that doesn't feel right to us. It doesn't feel authentic. So just know it's going to take some time because we need to earn our own trust back. We've been, if we've been lying to ourselves this whole time and having, putting these negative things in our brain, we can start telling ourselves a little bit more of what is true and and even a, a few little white lies that are more on the positive side to get ourselves to a place where we, we're drowning out more of those negative thoughts and that negative, our mean girl is sitting in the back seat, minding her own business, shutting the fuck up, Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's your proactive. This is the daily things that you're doing. Putting the the post-it on your computer, on your mirror, the lipstick on your mirror, in your car, on your wallpaper, on your phone, wherever you are going to see things for a long time. I've set alarms on my phone and the text was an affirmation that I was working on. And so it's doing this proactively. It's practicing. This is in preparation for the playoffs and the championship. This is when the pressure is on and it's a re- you're in a reactive state. So it's when you don't have the time to think about shit. It's the time when you don't have the brain power or bandwidth to consciously make sure that you don't fly off the handle or let your mean girl take the wheel. It's the crappy day when the kids have been jerks all day and you didn't sleep and you ate junk all day and you were scrolling and you started comparing yourself and you get in this reactive state where your brain wants to go back on autopilot to those you're not enough, you'll never be enough, you'll never lose the weight, you can't ever stick to anything to those negative beliefs. So we we use the proactive affirmations and because you've practiced those on a daily basis on the days when you're doing okay and it's just a regular day, but you've practiced those affirmations so much that those start to become the thoughts that are on autopilot. So in this case, being on autopilot isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it depends what's in that autopilot? Like what are those settings? Are they those self-limiting beliefs? Is it the mean girl yelling at you? Or is it going to be the affirmations that you've chosen that are serving you and that are elevating your life? So how do we go from looking in the mirror and, oh, you're disgusting to, oh, damn, I like you. I love you even. How do we do that? It's a process. It's such a process, just like anything else. It's not going to be an overnight thing. But if you want this to stick, you can't expect the immediate results. Unfortunately, there's no real instant gratification. 
But I wanted to share a few more things that you can do each day to help kind of move you in that direction. So the first thing is become aware and acknowledge when your mean girl shows up. Uh, Fear hates light. And our mean girl thoughts, those are fear-based. So shine a light on that bitch. Shine a light. She's hiding in the corner and you shine a big old floodlight on her. So instead of letting that thought pop in and sneak around and it's kind of like hiding in the dark corners and the more you try to hide it, kind of the stronger it becomes and it starts to consume your mind and then you accept it as truth. Say hi. Name her. I have my clients in PCA name their mean girl. There's been like Griselda, Janice, um, a couple girls had ones of like girls that they hated in high school. (laughs) Like whatever is your mean girl, say hi, name her. Okay, here we go. It's you again. Hey, what's up? So this helps us not only work through it and become aware, but it can also be the thing that helps us identify the triggers that bring her out. So what are the things that you notice that your mean girl starts to pop up more? So you get curious. How is this self-limiting belief serving me? So much of this has to do with our identities. And when we are working on changing or evolving and growing, we're changing our identity. And that can feel really uncomfortable if you've lived, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of your life as a certain person or as a person who thinks these thoughts and does these things and behaves a certain way, and all of a sudden you're disrupting that, that can feel really uncomfortable. And so oftentimes these self-limiting beliefs and these mean girl things that she's saying to you, it's really to keep us safe in an identity that we're used to. So most likely what your mean girl is saying is confirming something that you've believed for a long time. But I want you to ask yourself, this is where you get curious, is this actually the truth? And what is the truth if that's not it? What proof do I have that this is the truth or that it's not? Look for those things. Get ridiculously honest with yourself. Start asking the hard questions and then answer them. So, Let's use that sweets example that you can't control yourself around sweets. You're at a party. Someone asks, you know, what you're having for dessert. And you say you're not having any because you can't control yourself around sweets. So first of all, no more saying these things out loud. We can't always control when they pop in our head, when that mean girl rears her ugly head, but we can control what comes out of our mouths. Remember when I said negative thoughts and things are 70% more powerful They're even more powerful. They're like 90% more powerful when we speak them into existence. It's one thing to have them just in our heads when we speak them. And so many times over and over, we speak them. It's a self-deprecating humor. It's a, I can't do that. I work with a lot of women uh, working on their health and fitness. And I don't know how many times I've heard them say, well, I'm just a fatty. Well, I've always been the fat girl. So this fat girl can't do that or this fat girl. And I tell them, first rule We don't talk like that. We do not put those words into the universe. 
Second thing I want you to get curious about. When those statements, when those beliefs come up, is that really a true statement? Like I said, you can't control yourself around sweets. Let's look for proof. Do these sweets have that much control over you? Are you putting that much control on a food, on an inanimate object? Do I have any proof that I can control myself around sweets? Have I ever done it before? Well, yes, if this is the example that we're using, you did it, you know, at work that one time and you you didn't do it or you only had one, you know, I don't know, cream puff at the holiday party. You have proof. I guarantee you can probably find proof to prove those mean girl thoughts wrong. So how can you make that a more true statement? We're turning this around into something that can actually serve us. So what about, I am in control of the food I eat. I get to decide how I want to fuel my body. Doesn't that feel so much more empowering than I can't control myself? Like, totally, so much better. So here's your challenge, is that the next time you find yourself getting in a spiral, the mean girl is yelling bullshit stuff at you. Start to turn it around. Get curious. Acknowledge. Say hi to her. Then ask her, all right, what is this really about? How, what is the truth? Is that really true? Okay. How could I make this a true statement? How could I turn this around and make it an actual, actual true statement? I would love to hear if you have any affirmations that work for you. This kind of stuff like I said, it takes a while. It takes a long time, actually. And it's a constant, constant, ever-evolving process. Because as I said, if you are truly evolving, evolving, if you are growing, you're going to have new limiting beliefs. You're going to have that mean girl. She's going to get smarter with you. She's kind of growing too. Every time you go to do something out of your comfort zone, she's going to say, oh, are you sure you want to do that? We're so comfortable here. And she's going to start to tell you those things. You don't have to believe her. And you get to choose the thoughts that are running on replay in your mind. So you get to choose which ones will you feed. Okay, a quick break. You've heard me talk about Project Confidence Academy and PCA and the women that I get to coach in there. So I want to invite you to a free challenge that I will be hosting next year. Isn't that crazy? 2022, January 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I want to dig deeper with you. I want to help you get clear on what it is, the freaking frack that you want. It's like that scene in the notebook where he's like, what do you want? And she's like, it's not that easy. And he's like, what do you want? That's going to be me helping you gain so much clarity about what you want for your life, what you want for you and who you want to be. What does that look like? And I'll walk you through the step-by-step process that I use in Project Confidence Academy to help my clients get so crystal clear on what they want and their intention and their goals that they can't help but start taking action. And then we're going to take it a step further and we're going to figure out what you actually need to do 
to take action and what those actions are going to be. I wanna help you as much as I can get a head start and not just do a New Year's resolution to have it fall apart a few weeks later. Like I'm not, ugh, barf a little bit on New Year's resolutions. I just, I want you in this for the long haul. And I will talk about this until I am blue in the face. But I wanna help you get set up for success that is sustainable and that you can apply to every area of your life no matter what the circumstances on. And that starts with getting clear on what you want. So join me January 4th, 5th, and 6th for this free challenge. Hit the link in my bio. You'll be able to join the Facebook group. Get all signed up. You'll get all the notifications. I'll be emailing out instructions so that you can get the most out of this. I'll be going live. We'll be doing giveaways, all the things. Bring your headphones because it's going to get a little sassy and I'm an F-bomb mom. So be prepared for it. Be there for it and get ready to create the life that you want together. Here are your takeaways. Number one, what you focus on grows. So if you focus on the negative, you're going to get more of it. If you focus on the positive, that's what will grow. Two, negative statements are way more powerful than positive ones. So first order of business, stop saying them out loud. Number three, we can't completely get rid of the mean girl in our head. She's always going to be there. We can quiet her down and start being more proactive about consuming things that we desire and that make us feel good. Number three, we're going to look for things in our world that confirm the beliefs in our head. Change your beliefs and you'll change what you start to see. Four, get curious. Start asking questions. Acknowledge when your mean girl shows up and start to get really honest with yourself about if those statements are true or not. Okay, I can't talk about all these affirmations and not leave you with a few of my favorite. So if you head to the show notes, I've put the link to one of my Instagram posts in there where I shared some of my favorite affirmations and some that just make me smile and really help me when I'm hearing that mean girl get louder and louder. So, I mean, the first one, I have an amazing ass. Listen, love your body and and cherish it and celebrate it and all that it is because you do have an amazing ass. I treat my body as the amazing motherfucking creation it is. I choose foods that serve my badass body. Did I mention these were sweary affirmations? It's kind of my thing. I am no longer available for shit that does not serve me. My results are a direct reflection of the effort I put in. I make time to do the things that light me the fuck up. I release the shit I cannot control. I am confident as fuck. So, Hopefully those are helpful. I'd love to hear what your favorite ones are. Sorry, affirmations are totally my jam, so send them my way. If you resonated with or found anything in this episode helpful, I'd be so pumped to hear from you. 
screenshot and tag me in your stories on Instagram or share with a mom friend who might need to hear it. You are so worthy and deserve to have everything your heart desires, even if that's just putting the laundry away on the same day it was washed. It's the little things. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you. See you next time.